Again, thank you, choir, for leading us this morning. And for those who have, uh, you know, musical worship is something I said last week our Lord desires and He is pleased by. And we are so grateful anytime we can come and gather and sing praises to Jesus Christ. Um, this morning, I'm so thankful that we, uh, you know, get to come and, and worship. We get to come to church because so often we take this very thing for granted. You know, there are people around the world today who, who can't attend a church like we attend this morning, or attending a church like today would be much more difficult, much more resistance, or it, must, it might be in secret, it might be um, with threat from the government. But we still live in a free world, praise God, right? We, we still live in, in a world that allows us to come and freely gather and worship corporately, and sing about the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful that we, we have that privilege. But I always know that in the back of my mind, freedoms are not always permanent, are they? And so even last week, I shared with us how important it was to, share, to store the Word of God in our heart, right? Because you never know. You just never know. And it's how the Word of God renews us and restores us. And this past week, and during our message, I, I encouraged us all as a church to begin to refocus then on Jesus, keeping our eyes on Him, because with all the world and all that's going on, we, we understand it's easy to get our eyes off of, of what's important, and that is Jesus Christ, to get off our mission, to get off the, the, uh, the, the, the singular thing that God has created us for, and that is to make Him known and to to see that the gospel would leave this place and go to the other parts of the world. And you know, the other parts of the world may be across the street, right? It may be to that neighbor or that co-worker. And so this morning, I want us to continue with this theme of, as I began the first of the year with renewal and then refocus, this morning the Lord's laid on my heart that I believe we as a church need to be reconnected. I believe in 2020, it has been a year of scattering. If you go back in Scripture, uh, it seems like that the people of God were, were in bondage and then they were in exile, right? They were scattered all around. And it's just something about being reconnected. It's just something about being reconnected to those we love. You know, as I think about 2020, and I've already, I know this has been kind of the theme, but as we begin a new year in refocusing and reconnecting and having the Lord renew us in His own power and His own strength, I think about 2020 and how it has brought about, for what I believe the church and in the corporate realm, but then also personally, I believe it's caused so many to drift spiritually, even in my own life. I find myself in this past year being more consumed about logistics or being more consumed about whether or not we'll even be able to have church or will the technology work or will we be able to do this or we plan things and then cancel, uh, that I became uh, enamored in, in many cases about the things that really um, we know that God is ultimately in charge of and in control of. I know for many of us, 2020 has offered us to, an opportunity to really focus on those things that, that really, at the end of the day, they're not going to bring much value to our lives. And 
because we're worried about all these other different things that we've never had to deal with before, it's really caused apathy to sit in. Maybe you cancel church one week and then two weeks and then three weeks and then four weeks and all of a sudden Sunday morning normal is no longer attending church any longer. And I said last week that there's sadly many around our country will never attend the local church again. Maybe not just out of fear of getting sick, but, but most sadly over the fact that they have drifted away from the church and they have grown apathetic to its place in their life. And, and, and I'll recognize that, yes, some people may be understanding, well, I have so many other things that, that are important to me. Yes, those are important. But I would say your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is first and foremost the most important relationship that you'll have in life and you have at your disposal. But then secondly, your relationship to the church. You see, 2020 has been a year for us to be socially distanced. We, we have to be six feet apart, right? Every other pew we have roped off. It's not that we're, we're we, you know, people uh, that they've got cooties or, you know, the old growing up in middle school that you're going to catch something. But yeah, we, you might, right? It's one of those things that 2020 has brought us a new horizon of thinking. And we now are socially distancing and we're having to think about how do we gather but then keep everybody safe? The sad reality is that we not only have socially distanced, but we've spiritually distanced from one another as well. And I believe that God created humanity to not live in isolation. I want you to say that one more time. I don't believe God created the human being to live in isolation. Now, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, if you go all the way back to Genesis, the first time that God ever said there was a problem is when he looked at all of creation and he saw the man and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. And at that point he made Eve and there was companionship and the world and its population began to grow at that point. But we understand that human, as human beings, God has created us to be together. And living now in a world where socially distance is acceptable and we must be apart from one another and we must take all these precautions, what is set in for many is that they have spiritually distanced themselves, not just from the church, but they've spiritually distanced themselves from God. One day without prayer leads to two days without prayer. One day without reading the word of God begin, leads to two and then to three and to four and to five. And then you sit and wonder... Did I need it in the first place? And I would just tell you that that is a tool that Satan has used. He's used it in so many ways. And he began, I believe, this past year, and I believe he continues even now to use that very thing to keep people from growing in Christ. So as we consider what it looks like to be reconnected, I want to first and foremost encourage every one of us, if you're watching online or you're here this morning, is that we need to be reconnected to God. We, we need to this year, 2021, whatever it takes, we need to be connected to God because there's value in knowing Jesus Christ. Jesus himself in John chapter 15 was speaking on this very subject of being connected. He, he used the, an illustration. He used this illustration to, hit, to teach his disciples about how important it is to be connected to him. 
It's in this same narrative that, that, that Jesus is teaching just on the heels of teaching his disciples that he is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. He, he's at this point revealing to them that he is the Messiah. He is truly God in the flesh. And now he says that if any person would remain in me, this is John 15, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, Unless it remains in the vine, he says, neither can you unless you remain in me. He goes on to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. In other translations, it might say, for apart from me, you can do nothing. What is that teaching us this morning? It's teaching us that there is a dependence on God to live our lives. If we want to be men and women of the book, if we want to be men and women honoring to God, then we have to be connected to him. It needs to be a vibrant connection. It needs to be a, a, a rooted connection to where we experience the life-giving power that comes from knowing him. You see, Jesus says, you will not in your life produce wholesome fruit, spiritual fruit, unless you're connected to me. He says there, and he gives a perfect illustration to them, and he's showing them, let's just think about it, maybe Jesus is here in front of a fruit tree, and he's teaching them, and he says, look at this fruit. Where does it come from? Does it produce on its own? Absolutely not, but it only produces if it's connected to the vine. The same thing is true for you and for me. And as we enter 2021, and it's fast moving, it's moving quick. We're all the way halfway of January now. And, and, and I see that we're still dealing with, and we're still looking at, and we're still thinking about the future. But right now, right here and now, how is the Lord going to bring us near? How is it that the Lord is going to connect us if you're not connected? Now, one thing I want to tell you here is this. This idea of being connected to God, this reconnecting, it's not meaning that somewhere along the way you've lost your salvation. I don't believe that you lose your salvation. As a Southern Baptist, I believe that once you're truly saved, you're always saved. The Bible is very clear that there's no power on the face of the earth that could ever separate you from the love of God. There's no power that can snatch you from God's hand once you truly know him and you committed your life to him. But it is true that as a Christian, you can drift with your responsibilities. You can drift with your relationship. And the times when people cry out and say, where is God? It's not that God has moved, but oftentimes it's we have moved. We have distanced ourselves from God and we need to be reconnected again. Just like a long-lost friend that we haven't seen in a while, we need to be re reconnected with him. I love Paul as he writes in Ephesians chapter 2. He says, but now in Christ, those who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Jesus Christ. He's talking about salvation here, but it is all through Jesus Christ and our relationship with him that you and I have a relationship with the Father who is in heaven. How do you know God? You know his son. How do you know his son? You trust him. How, how do you reconnect again with the father who is in heaven? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
I believe there are two vital, role, two vital tools that we can have at our disposal that help us reconnect to God on a daily basis. First of those is prayer. I talk about prayer all the time. And in 2020, I believe the prayer life, your prayer life, is either worsened or gotten better, depending which way you've gone. You've either been in such a, had such experiences that you've been on your knees daily praying that God would intervene. You've been praying for your neighbors. You've been praying for your family. You've been praying for God to, to heal people. You've been praying for God to eradicate viruses. You've been praying maybe more than you've ever prayed before. But on the flip side of that, what I have seen also is a problem that has stemmed where there has been prayerlessness that has creeped into the lives of Christians. To where one day has led to two and again so on and so on. To where one day you realize that, you know what, there has been months go on, have, have passed since I have met with the Lord. And I've truly prayed. And I mean not just simply a, a prayer of blessing over a meal, but, a, but a, a devoted time to pray and truly seek the face of God. To ask Him to really search your heart so that you can learn and, and be maybe even convicted. As, as we see in Scripture, when, when we see those that pray, even the psalmist says, Search me, Lord, right? To cleanse me, Lord. Forgive me. True times where we just lay out before God and say, Lord, we need to be, we need to do business. And I believe that doing business with God is a way that we reconnect with Him on a daily basis. I believe we cannot be the men and women, boys and girls, that we ought to be without truly having a prayer life that is vibrant and consistent. Not just a prayer life of, Lord, I just need you at this moment. But just think about this. Our prayer life should not just be like filling the tank of a car. That you only need gas when your tank is empty. How about topping it off all the time? Think about prayer as a way that we just stay renewed and connected to God all the time. Not getting to the place where we're completely spiritually bankrupt and where we're completely spiritually at loss for words. Then come to Him. Because why? Because I believe as a Christian, you're missing out on so many blessings of walking with the Lord every single day. And that's why I believe a consistent prayer life is so important. Meeting with God daily is so important because it helps you not just when you're at your lowest, but praise God, He's with you on the mountain as well, right? So praise Him up there and praise Him at the bottom. It's God still, He is sovereign. This past week, I... I filled in for, for Brandon on Wednesday night and I taught our student ministry about the sovereignty of God. And, and, I, and I referenced the, the life of Job. You, you know, Job, he was a man that had it all. But God allowed it to be taken away in order to test his heart, to test his allegiance, to test his devotion. And through it all, even Job at point of uh, just saying, now, what did I do? His friends coming to him and saying, you know what, Job, you must have did something. There, there must be something hidden in your life. Even his wife said, just curse God and die. Through it all, God was sovereign over. He was still in control. And, and even to the point that God, when he restored Job, 
that we understand that God was with him in the worst of times and he was with him in the best of times. He's the same thing with you and he's the same thing with me. God never ceases being God. He, he never fails at being in control. So as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we think about reconnecting with him, we need to first do it through prayer. But then secondly, I believe it's through the word of God, through the study of his scriptures. You know, how do you know a person until they tell you who they are? You know, as a, maybe as a husband and wife, if you go back to that season of, of dating or some of you remember you courted your wife. That was way long ago, right? That season of, of getting to know a person. Did you know everything about your spouse when you got married? No. For most of you, you probably only knew the good things, right? And then only later in time you learned about the others. You see, the Bible offers us so much into who God is. It teaches us about his love for us. It teaches about his standards, his statue. It teaches about his desire for every one of us. And we build and we cultivate that relationship more so, even with the addition to prayer, reading the word of God with a purpose and reading it with purpose and for the point of not just getting through it, but asking the Lord, do something while I read it. That's why I encourage us each year to read through the scriptures. And again, this year, we're following a plan to help us get through the scriptures. If, if you don't have a plan, you can go to our website. It's on the bulletin each Sunday. We have some plans out that you can take with you. You can go to the Bible app and follow and search the F260 plan. And you can read with us. And we as a congregation read through the scripture this year. Just other ways that we reconnect to God. Because as we drift in our lives, as we allow everything, yes, there are good things that get in the way. We get so busy. We have to carve out time. We have to stay focused. Even with all the priorities, and I said last week, it might even be that 2021 we say no to a few things. We just say no. Not that you're a bad person. Not that you're going to let somebody down, but no, what you're saying is this, is that my relationship with God, I'm going to focus on it this year. I'm going to focus on my relationship, and I want to be the best Christian I can be for my family. I want to be the best Christian I can be for my job. I want to be the best Christian I can be for my community. I want to do that, and I want to grow this year. I want to see that fruit that John 15 is describing here. I want to see that come out of my life this year. Because maybe in the past, there's not been much good fruit come. It may not have been an intentional thing, but over time you woke up to the reality that you were further away from God than you expected to be. I would ask you this morning and encourage you to stay the course but if you need to redirect and refocus and maybe even set sail in a new direction in order to, to correct the drift that has gone on in your life spiritually, then today is a day that you begin doing that. That, that today would be a day, a first day for you that, that the rest of your life is, is only, only going to be representative to the decision you've made today. 
talking with Jesus. Maybe for some of you, it may be the very first time you've ever trusted Jesus as your Savior. You're not just have drifted, but you don't know Him. I recognize in a room this size, there could be some who don't know the Lord as their personal Savior. I would invite you today to make Him the Lord of your life. The Bible says that's very easy. If you would just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God raised Him from the dead, that He died for your sins, that you would be saved. Today can be that day for you. That you not only reconnect, but you are truly connecting to Him. But the second way I believe we need to be reconnected is we need to be reconnected to others. That's the church. Reconnected with God, but also reconnected to others. I believe community is something that every Christian needs. Community, a church, a family. Church is really, sadly, turned into really what, not it, what it wasn't intended to be in so many cases. Church is not simply a, a place that we just come say our highs and buys on Sunday for one hour, but truly the church, if we look back in Scripture, was truly a family. There was time spent together in community. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 tells us that when the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. You see that word together? That's community. That, that idea of community, they were not just together in, in, in the physical form, but they were together in spirit. They were together in belief. They were together in what the Bible describes as koinonia, this common belief that brings them together. In that same chapter in Acts 2.42, it talks about what they did together as a church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. This is that common belief that's together, not just simply together to eat, as we often describe as fellowship, but fellowship, truly, this belief that joined them together to the breaking of bread and to prayer. You see, unity was first and foremost what the church represented, that they were together and that I believe and the scripture teaches is that the church is stronger when it's together. It's more consistent when it's together. It's more able to fulfill its mission when it's together. Just as a team cannot function without all its players to its best ability, the church is the same way. You see, that's what I believe 2021 needs to be for us at First Baptist. A, a time where we reconnect as a body together as best we can, as safely as we can for the purpose of fulfilling the mission that God has called each and every one of us to. That's why Paul in Romans chapter 12 talks about the body having many parts, he says. And all these parts do not have the same function. In the same way, we who are many in one body are in Christ individually members of one another. I want you to think about that for a moment. Every one of you, and he goes on to describe the differing gifts that all of us have. I want you to think about the church for just a moment, a body, and what part of that body you represent. I don't know about you, but if you ever wake up and your knee's not working right, 
then it impacts the rest of your body. If you wake up one day and your back's not supporting you like it should, then it affects everything about your day. The same thing is true with the church. And the gifts that God has given us all, varying in degree. Some, the Bible describes, have different gifts that, um, that, that are used in different ways, but all to what? Edify the church and to bring glory to God. How does that look here at First Baptist? There are people that sing. There are people that play pianos. There's people that serve. There's people that help with security. There are people that do all different things. And we need, let me just tell you, all of the above. And we need more. We need more. And the thing about it is this. If you're not connected to the, to the body and you're not connected to others and this is your place where God has called you, if you're a member of our church or you're even just attending our church, can I just tell you God has you here for a purpose. He has you here for a reason. What is the gift that God has given you? What place do you play? What role do you play and just think about it, if you're not here, how will that role be filled? Who will do it? Who will do it? Just as anything happens in team sports or groups, when one part of the group or one part of the team or one part of the body is not doing its part, then every one of us suffers. So we need to be reconnected to the church. We need to be reconnected to the body. And I'm thankful every Sunday when I see people coming again back to First Baptist Church. Because what it tells me is that God is already speaking into the lives of so many without me even having to say a thing. It, it, it encourages me to know that God is at work and that He is going to see the mission of First Baptist Church, which is the mission of the church globally, to make disciples of all nations. He's going to make it work. And He is going to provide the people and we are going to see that it is fulfilled. We're going to do it no matter what. We're going to try our very best and with God's power and with His wisdom, we're going to keep moving forward because sitting down and giving up, they are not options for us. Being connected to the community of believers, the church provides us I believe a couple things which are huge, and um, I want to share that with you today. First of all, support and care. Who do you call when you're, when you're struggling? I don't know about you, but as a pastor, we have traveled all around the, uh, we, not all around the, the country, but we've been in several states ministering to congregations just like you. I didn't have mom and dad across the street or in the next town, but we had a lot of space. I remember moving to Texas with the family, and man, I'm like, Texas. That was the one place I told God in seminary I would never go because it's just so far away, right? And here we go. God sends us to Texas, just north of Dallas, Texas, one of the most populated cities in the world. And we, uh, we get there, and we don't know a soul. And it's not like... You know, you just go and you have to work at this, right? And so the church is our family. You are our family whether you like me or not. I may be that 
you know, that, you know, that uncle that you don't want to see come into town. But I'm here, and I'm going to show up whether you like it or not. But I need you. But the same thing is you need me, and you need each other. It just works that way, and it's a beautiful thing. Think about who's praying for you when you're, you're down and out. Who's praying for you when you got a big family decision? Who do you call? You don't just call Ghostbusters. Now, that's my 80s uh, upbringing. But you call your church people. You call your family. How does it bless you when you're struggling with the decision to know and to get that text or get that call from a friend that says, you know what, you've been on my mind today. You've been in my prayers, and I'm there for you if you need something. I don't know about you, but I rarely pick up that phone and say, you know, for that person that says if you need something. Now, there's a few of you that I, may, I will call. I'll take you up on that. But you always say if you need something, kind of in the back of your mind saying, I, I hope they don't, right? No, you're not like that. But just think about it. That's the church. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's what we're here for. But not just supporting care, but think about accountability. Accountability. Showing up day after day, Sunday after Sunday, week after week, putting in the time, putting in the, the commitment, putting in the work. Now, I know we're not saved by works, but we are saved to good works. And I believe that as a church, holding each other accountable, and just think about this, having a brother or sister, and this may sting. Let me just tell you, accountability, in it, it, it's, it's a two-way street, but it's not always pretty and it's not always easy. But to have someone to come and just share with you, maybe just, how is your prayer life? How, how is your walk? You know, that's what you're inviting into your life as the church. It's not there to make fun or to prod, but it's there to make you better. See, accountability is a great thing because I believe accountability keeps us all out of trouble. It's just like pain. If we didn't have pain or the mechanism of pain, we would sit our hand on a stove and get on the phone and turn around and we'd come back and we wouldn't have a hand if we didn't have pain, right? Accountability is the same thing. It's a mechanism that protects us and it helps us. And it not only ought to be received and wanted or desired, it can also be given as well. So I believe at First Baptist Church, we're here today, and I hope you're here today as the Word of God is teaching us and desiring of us is that 2021 be a year that we reconnect to Him and reconnect to others so that together we can fulfill the work that God has called each and every one of us to. I firmly believe we can. I firmly believe we can be the best church we can be. And this is not just a health and wealth and prosperity sermon here. I'm not here just to make you feel good about yourself, but I'm truly here to motivate you to a better self, a better life. Not because you have this mentality, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps, but truly the mentality that I am better today because I know Christ.
I'm better today because he's working in me. I'm better today because I have a church family that is supporting me and surrounding me and encouraging me. That's why I believe we need to do our very best to make every one of these a priority this new year. You know, here at the church, we offer corporate worship. And this is good. And this is great. But really where true community is formed is in the smaller groups. And one of the challenges that we've had in 2020 is that small groups, close quarters, how do we do that? And quite frankly, we've had to had several of our classes when we stopped meeting for a long time. And we really right now have had just a few classes start re-engaging again. And I praise God for those teachers who have made that commitment. And I've been asking the Lord, when is that time that we just open up and we've been seeding our children's ministry. We did our VBS in an adapted form this year, and we did different things to try to get our kids in. We've been looking at the school, and it's, and it's the way they're getting back and how they're protecting. And, and I believe it's time that, that we start, as you like to say, opening things up as best we can. I understand the virus is not, it's not gone. I'm encouraged by the fact there's people getting their vaccines and and I believe there's some, maybe some positive news moving in that direction. But I want to just tell you, the church of Jesus Christ cannot remain paralyzed. We've got to keep moving. We need to keep moving forward. We need to do it safely. We need to do it wisely. We need to do it with the consideration of others. But we still need to move forward. Because if we sit in fear and stay crippled doing nothing, then the work will not continue. Who else is going to do it? Do you think CNN is going to be sharing the gospel? Absolutely not. Do you think any of the media, any in the world is going to be up there and take their opportunity to praise the Lord Jesus Christ? Now there's some that do and I thank God for those platforms that they use but the majority in this world, that's why I said we are not of this world and if you're holding on to this world which is temporal then you're going to be miserable and you're going to be left hopeless and helpless at times. But connecting to God and connecting to His church will offer you so much. Are there going to be still hardships? Absolutely. I know one of the things that I'm encouraged by is the fact that opening up and starting some small groups again, that's going to be encouraging. One of the things that even myself and uh, ben Ball and I've been talking about is we've got to get our group back started again for our young families. And so next Sunday, we're, we're starting ours at 10 a.m. Um, our Sunday school or small group, whatever you want to call it, uh, next week. And, and others, as you think about it, and who are those people that you know that are just desiring community? You might be that very one person. That is the conduit to connect them into our body. And you might be that very person that God has today listening to this challenge that's going to say, you know what, that was for me. And you're going to go to that person this week or that family and you're going to invite them. And you're going to get not this, how dare you, but most likely you'll get a, I thank you for that. And who knows what God will do. God just needs us to be willing God just needs us to be available. 
And God just wants us to give him our lives this year and let him do in us what only he can do. Let's be reconnected this year to God and to others. And let's just see what 2020 has in store, 2021 has in store. Join me as we pray. Father, we love you. And we thank you for this day and your word that provides us so much. It's a gift. It's a gift that we have given to us that shows us how much you love us and how much you desire a relationship with us. And so, Lord, this morning as we close out this service, I would just challenge every one of us here to make a commitment. To make a commitment in 2021 that this year is going to be a year of connection. That this year they commit to growing in their faith. Commit to knowing you better, Lord. Growing in their, their service. Growing their friendships. That this would be a year committed to you. Maybe even in times having to reprioritize what life is today to make that work. Because God, I know that you will bless. That you will encourage. And God, you'll even use us to see supernatural things happen. And so Lord, now as we just have this time to commit to you and examine our lives, Lord, let us search deep and Lord, let us be faithful. And Lord, let us commit whatever it is that you desire of us. For we pray this in the name that is above all names, and that's Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.